Welcome to the Let's Get Real podcast with Justin and Trisha Davis. Honest conversations about life, love, and leadership. So welcome. Hey guys, we are here. It is the last episode of season two, and it's been a great season. Thank you so much for joining us. Before we dive into our last conversation of the season, I want to invite you to two amazing events that are happening. One is free. And the other one is odd. <laughs> the first one is our marriage masterclass. We've been doing these every month. They're completely free and they're the first Thursday of the month. And so this one is happening literally on June 1st, which we're all going to be like, how did June happen? Because May is always a blur, but we would love to have you. You can go on our website and Justin's going to tell you because I always get it wrong. <laughs> Refineus.org slash masterclass. And I'll put that in the show notes as well. Good job, babe. And we have our Refinest Weekend that we've been doing for the past 12 years. We keep it super small. Only 12 couples um, are allowed to come. It's a very intimate setting that we spend five sessions together just talking about how to have a healthy marriage, whether you're in crisis, if you've been married for like two months or 25 years, everybody is welcome. It's a great experience here in Indianapolis. We'll enjoy some meals together, but you can find more information about that. We're at babe. Refinance.org <laughs> slash weekend. And the date is July 7th through the 9th. That's why I keep them around people. So Hope to see you at one of those. We would love to have you um, find all that information. It'll be in the show notes too. And let's dive into our last podcast. What is up, guys? Welcome to the Let's Get Real podcast with Justin and Trisha Davis. And I am Justin. And I'm Trish. And we're so glad that you're with (laughs) us uh, today. We're kind of giddy because this is the end of season Season two. two. That's so fun. Two seasons of the Let's Get Real podcast. And hopefully. You're more real today than you were at the beginning of season two. Really? We've, our passion was to create a podcast where we just talk about real things in a very honest way. And we've had, gosh, some amazing guests. Um, last uh, podcast, we had... Um, Davey and Christy Blackburn. Yeah. I was going to say the Blackburns, but then I'm like, oh, should I say their names? And man, I, I cried like re-listening to it. It was such a powerful powerful um podcast but just not only the story but just the authenticity and I think that's what I have so enjoyed not only the authentic conversations that we've had with our guests but you and I have had some fun conversations sometimes we've had to like stop you know recording because we're laughing so hard or we're like that was the dumbest thing ever. Let's not say that. So we definitely have not been perfect in this podcast. Absolutely. So we're going to take a couple month break over the summer uh, so that we can gear up and interview some new guests for season three of the Let's Get Real podcast. And so this is going to be our final episode. Uh, so we're kind of excited, but kind of sad at the same time, because we're going to miss you guys over the next couple of months, but it'll give you a chance to go back. And some of you slackers that haven't listened <laughs> to every single episode, uh, you can go back and catch up. Um, and hopefully the conversations are encouraging, but also challenging just to uh, equip you and inspire you to get real with yourself, with God and with others in your life. Definitely. And so today, Trish, we are going to talk about something that is not necessarily going to be fun, but I hopefully it'll be helpful and it'll be encouraging like a CrossFit workout is encouraging. <laughs> I wanted to call it, oh, what's the junk in your trunk? But you're like, no, that really isn't what we're talking about. But <laughs> we're talking about 
how to deal with baggage. And you and I, we, we wouldn't know that because we don't have any baggage. No baggage at all. Um, I'm a uh, baggage. We have moving trucks. <laughs> <laughs> have baggage. I'm baggage free. Uh, no, but I think this episode really was inspired by a couple different conversations that each of us have had. Um, me yesterday with some family members at a gathering, and you uh, a couple of days ago with another family member. Mm-hmm. Um, just, just this reminder that when we don't deal with our baggage, um, it does not go away. Like time does not heal all wounds. Yeah, it's it's Jesus that heals wounds over time. And, and so how can we deal with the baggage that we accumulate uh, in childhood? How can we deal with the baggage that we accumulate? We have given our kids baggage, um, yeah. you know, unintentional. That's why we don't invite them to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you haven't seen in one or season one or two. Uh, let's get real about parenting. They'll um, make it season three. So get ready <laughs> for some stories. But what we've recognized, it, there's, there's kind of a commonality of a couple of ways that we deal with our baggage, even if we don't think we are, we actually are. And let me, before you dive into that, let me, let me define it. Let, let me, good. let me bring a de- definition to what was junk in your trunk. Not a good enough way to define it. <laughs> I have something very inappropriate to say <laughs> right now, but I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to get that real. Um, so when I think of baggage, here's what I think of. I think of hurts, disappointments, or wounds mm. that were not healed in the past and now affect your present. So that could be, they could yeah. affect your marriage relationship. They could affect your dating life. They could affect how you relate to friends. Um, they, they could affect how you parent your kids. There, maybe there's triggers. There's um, patterns of behavior that have not been healed in the past. Those hurts, disappointment, or wounds that continue to affect how you relate to people right now. That's when I, when I when I say baggage, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, that's I mean that's a really on the nose definition, and I think when I hear you explain it that way, it's very individualistic. Like this is like the one area where your baggage is not the same as somebody else's baggage. Like even if you talking about our kids, like our kids grew up in the same house, but they have different kinds of baggage mm-hmm. in our personalities in. Um, our friendships, like it's, it's very individual. And I think what gets us in trouble and why that's such an important statement is in a world of comparison, one of the reasons I think that gets in our way of dealing with our baggage is that we're, we're either comparing like, oh, well, that's that person's life. So like what we've accumulated, our baggage isn't as bad or you know, like, I don't want to be that person or I just need to get over it because, you know, that person has kind of the same story and they're like successful. But the reality is we all accumulate our own baggage. Yeah, that's so good. And, and when we say accumulate it, we're not, we don't say, we're not saying you create it because most of the baggage that we have is accumulated by the wounds that other people have inflicted upon us. So like you didn't choose your parents' divorce and you didn't choose to be sexually abused and you didn't choose to have an alcoholic parent. I'm not saying you like Trisha, you, I'm saying yeah. you as the, as the listener, um, you, you didn't choose to have a miscarriage. Like those are things that happen to us or those are the, the result of other people's choices. And so I think sometimes we can shame ourselves with the baggage that we carry because we think it's our fault. We think the sexual abuse that we had or experienced, that was my fault or my parents' divorce. 
if I would just have been a better kid, my parents wouldn't have gotten divorced. And so yeah. we, we carry shame on top of the baggage that we have accumulated. That kind of played out for me in a very like surprising way when my friend uh, Libby Pancake, she has this ministry called Dear Younger Me, and she invites people to come and share. It's kind of like your testimony, but it's like what you would say to your younger self. And you would write yourself a letter, and then you read this letter publicly in front of a group of women. It was very vulnerable, but it was shocking to me about baggage that I had been carrying for so long that I didn't recognize it was baggage. And everybody kind of has their theme to their their letter. And my dear younger me theme was dear stupid. And it upset Libby so much that she's like, you, I really don't think that this is good for you to, to label your story that. And I'm like, but Libby, this is like the truth of how I feel. And I think not knowing that I was dyslexic, not knowing I had learning differences, I always felt, um, I felt stupid. And so when I got married and had kids, when there was ever time I was with a group of people or in a, a room with people that I felt stupid, there was baggage to that that I did not know I was carrying. And so I think sometimes we have baggage that we don't even know we've been carrying and it was as sad as it was when it was revealed it was like okay you can't heal a wound you don't give a name to so there was kind of freedom in in acknowledging that I had the baggage well even as I hear you share that story I can think of several times in our marriage where some of our biggest conflicts or some of the biggest times that I've hurt your feelings have been times where not that I've made you feel stupid but that you have felt like I thought you were stupid. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, so it's, it's, it's that, um, awareness that, okay, this is a wound. This is a disappointment. This is a hurt that I carry. And having that awareness may not, it may not keep you from, um, accumulating the baggage, but you can at least identify it as you are accumulating it. Which then, I mean, you just <laughs> kind of put that, right out there that another way we deal with our baggage is we blame other people for it. And not knowingly, I, I blamed you for making me feel stupid, even though most of the time that was not your intention. Yeah. And I think so often what happens is we can live with this victim mentality, right? Like, yeah, you can't control what has happened to you in the past, but we can allow Christ to transform that. We can allow Christ to use that. We don't have to be a victim of it. And, um, you we know, get a little real about that though. <laughs> like I, I think we have swung so much on the pendulum of don't be a victim. Don't be a victim. What I think that has translated over the past, at least decade is just pull yourself up by the bootstraps and stop complaining. No, what I'm saying is like, so I'm going to get real right now. <laughs> so the one of the conversations that we, that I had yesterday at a family gathering was with my brother and he was remembering all of these good things about my dad. Um, my dad passed away. Um, I guess it'll be four years ago, um, at the end of this year. And I said, well, yeah, that, that is true. Dad was a great dad. He did go to all my basketball games. He did, um, you know, pay, use his tax return to send me to basketball camp. Those, those are things that he did do, but he also beat the crap out of me. He also called me names. He also threatened to kill me. He also grabbed me by the collar and, 
And so what I'm, what I'm saying by that is I could then in turn, if I'm a victim, then I could in, then in turn abuse my kids mm-hmm. in the same way and blame my dad. Well, I don't have a choice to have a, a violent temper because my dad had a violent temper. I don't have a choice to call my kids names because my dad did that. This is something that was imposed on me, so this is just how I am. That's the idea that I'm talking about. I'm not saying that you shouldn't recognize that you were a victim of something because I was a victim good. of child abuse. Right. How I respond to that is going to be the difference between living as a victim or being victimized when I was a kid. I think those are two different things. Yes. Right. So we can't change the fact if we are victims of abandonment or victims of um, our spouse cheating on us. Those are those are things that victimize us. But living as a victim of those things becomes a personal choice because you choose not to have your heart healed in that area. And the reason I bring that up and that's such a powerful description, because I think I do think people are confused on that. And we can, when you said feeling shamed in it, I think that victim mentality, then it's like, oh, now I, I feel shamed that I feel this way. But what you're saying is it's not, you know, another way that we deal with it is we just settle for it. Like it, this is just, it is what it is, but you're not saying to settle for it. It's like, we acknowledge that it's happening. It's not like that pull your boots up by, you know, or pull yourself up by the bootstraps, but it's. We don't settle for it to live a life that's like, well, this is what happened to me. So I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna live with it. And I'm gonna, you know, it's never going to get better. I can't get any better. So I'm just going to keep being that person in, in this world that that person was to me. Yeah. I think when you talk about settling, I, I think one of the things that's easy to do is to get comfortable with dysfunction. Like we can just, we learn new behavior patterns and we learn to get comfortable in the dysfunction that we live in. And so we learn to get dysfunctional with financial dysfunction. We learn to get dysfunctional. We learn to get comfortable with our spouse's addiction or our parents' addiction. We, we learn, we learn these new behavior patterns, these coping mechanisms, not to acknowledge the baggage that is all around us because we actually find our identity sometimes in that dysfunction. Mm. And, and that's really hard. You know, I think one of the saddest verses in all of the Bible is, and this may or may not be relevant, but I, I think of it when I think about settling. There's this description um, in the Old Testament of Abraham and God calling Abraham to leave his father and mother, to leave the land that, that he knew his whole life, and go to a land that God would call him to, right? And as if you are a follower of Christ and you know anything about the Bible, you know that this basically set the tone and set the trajectory for the entire nation of Israel. Mm -hmm. The nation of Israel was born with Abraham's decision to be obedient and to go outside of his comfort zone and leave what he knew. Well, the chapter before that, it talks about Abraham's father Mm. and that he moved to Haran and settled there. And I read that scripture, that verse, and where my mind goes is, did God have a conversation with him? Mm. Like Haran was on the way to the promised land. 
And so did he, did God have this conversation with Abraham's dad and Abraham's dad was going to be the father of many nations and Abraham's dad was going to be, you know, the igniter of this movement and this people of God. But yet he only got to Haran and decided, you know what, I'm just going to get comfortable. And it's too much work to move my family and move all of these, you know, the, all this livestock. And so I'm just going to settle here. Mm. And, and so then God moved on to Abraham and Abraham was obedient. And I think that's sometimes how baggage works. Like we get called out in some of our baggage and some of our dysfunction and it's too much work to work through it. And so we just settle for it. Yeah. Yeah, and then Abraham's story gets all cray-cray because he makes, they both, you know, he and his wife Sarah make some crazy decisions, and then they have baggage in their story. And so I think the question is, if we are talking about baggage and the need to recognize it, what do we do with it? Because it's one thing to recognize, okay, here here's the truth of, like, the baggage I'm carrying around, but where do you, like, what what do you go, where do you go from there? Yeah. Well, I think, you know, just speaking personally, and I don't know how, uh, how you guys relate to this, but looking back at, I wish this wasn't the case, but I don't typically break through my baggage until the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of change. Mm. Right. So I'll give you a good example. Um, let's, let's, uh, use, <laughs> let's use, uh, what is happening a, a, right now? A synonym for baggage would be fat or weight. And so I accumulated weight over the course of COVID and planting the church. And I just, I stopped exercising. I got injured and I just put on weight and I put on weight and I put on weight and I love Chick-fil-A. And so I, <laughs> I just, I just got comfortable and I just settled and, and what happened? I would go on a diet here or there, or I would go for a walk now and then. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, okay, my diet starts on Monday. Well, when I thought I was having a heart attack and got rushed to the emergency room and the doctor said, Hey, uh, your, your blood pressure is literally threatening your life. I'm yeah. surprised you're not having a stroke. Well, the, all of a sudden the pain of change was much less than the pain of staying the same. Yeah. And I think that's what happens for a lot of us. We wait until our life is completely wrecked by this baggage before we make a decision to change. And so I think, you know, if I, if, if this podcast could be an encouragement to you, if you could identify the baggage that you're living in and you're settling for, don't wait for bankruptcy. Don't wait for, um, you know, credit card debt. Don't, don't wait for marriage, your marriage imploding. Uh, don't wait for, you know, a, a complete broken relationship with your kids before making the changes that you need yeah. to live a different life. I mean, what you're really talking about is breakthrough, mm-hmm. like how to, how to break through. I mean, we've talked about this, um, in our marriage master class. We've talked about this, you know, on the podcast of like the, the cycles of dysfunction is kind of the same thing. Like, how do you break through the barriers? How do you, how do you break through and let go of your baggage or deal with your baggage? Well, and I think, you know, sometimes what I think is healing is pain avoidance, but actually dealing and breaking through that baggage is painful, but it's redemptive pain. Mm -hmm. It's, it's going through the pain of almost like a, um, 
physical therapy type of pain where you, you recognize that you have been injured, you, you have been wounded, you have been disappointed, but you're going to lean into it and not avoid it yeah. so that you can actually be stronger on the other side of it. Well, I mean, it's, it's saying that breakthrough is more about your desire for it than your ability to provide it. Hmm. And I went to the doctors today and I always get nervous when I go to the doctors. I have to go, you know, once a year for my checkup. And I just knew like I hadn't had a mammogram. Like I know all these things. She's, she's so wonderful and gentle with me, but it was the first time in a long time that I walked into her office feeling very proud of myself. Like I had let go of a lot of baggage and there was a lot of breakthrough that I think I have spent the past several years with such a desire for it to, to break, to have a breakthrough in these areas. And it was like, man, it really like, as much as we carry around our baggage, we can also step into freedom. And so it was just this reminder, like talking to her that not everyone's going to be a fan of your breakthrough. Not everybody's going to go on the journey with you. And if you're waiting for people to give you permission, even if they're not saying it to you, that's just your posture, you won't get to that place. Um, And that's where kind of that victim mentality comes in. Yeah. But breakthrough is, it's going to do one or two things. It will inspire other people to get healthy with you, or it will make people like go, oh, uh, I really want that, but I don't have that. And I, I, I don't, I don't want to work for it, but I'm just going to be mad at you for having it. It's this, right, it's this right. weird dynamic of well, hell. And what sucks is religious people and Christians are like the best at not celebrating the breakthroughs of others. Mm. You know what I mean? And that's what, so the, the, I'm smiling because I'm going to share uh, a little story that you're going to really appreciate. Uh-oh. Um, there's this story in the New Testament, not story, it's this encounter that this guy has with Jesus in the New Testament, and it's at the pool of Bethesda. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, 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 Everybody I'm, laughs I'm giggling because, because I, it's an inside joke. I gave a message at our church a couple years ago, and I just shared my <laughs> heart-wrenching story about how I didn't think I was smart, and I... Dyslexic. I'm dyslexic, and I tried to say... Now I'm all, like, nervous <laughs> to even say it now... <laughs> Bethesda, right? Yes. But I said Basada. <laughs> like enchilada. <laughs> and everyone, well, they were really kind. But yeah, okay. So but where you, are you going with you, this story? You didn't, you didn't just share it. Like she didn't just share it like <laughs> Bethesda and then like wonder if that was okay. She went all in. Like every mention of Bethesda in the message was Basada. Um, so I appreciate her commitment to it. Hey, you know what? No one has forgotten that message. So <laughs> exactly. Um, so why I, are you sharing this story? Okay. Because I want to illustrate what you just talked about. Okay. About people not celebrating breakthrough mm. and not celebrating you overcoming your baggage because there's this guy at the pool of Bethesda <laughs> that has been, he's been ill for 38 years Yeah. and people go there all the time to get healed. They, there was this this belief that if you're the first one in the pool when it bubbles up, then you'll find healing. Well, Jesus shows up and there's a ton of sick people just laying around this pool. And mm-hmm. for whatever reason, he picks this guy who's been paralyzed for 38 years and he heals him. And then in uh, John chapter five, verse nine, it says, but this miracle happened on the Sabbath. So the Jewish leaders objected. 
And so there's this incredible miracle that takes place. This guy who's been paralyzed for 38 years is healed. And you think the people who would be the most joyful about it would be the people who were quote unquote closest to God, right? Mm -hmm. Because they would have seen the miracle of God take place in their presence. And they're the first to criticize. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just this reminder that when you allow Jesus to change your heart, not everybody's going to be a fan of it. Not everybody's going to be as overjoyed about you wanting to reconcile your marriage as you are. Not everybody's going to understand when you draw lines around the movies that you watch or uh, the shows that you consume on Netflix because it has sexual content in it. Mm-hmm. Not, not everybody's going to celebrate those, those tr- that transformation that you're pursuing. And I think that that's okay. You know? What I love about that story is the reminder that breakthrough is available regardless of our history in our relationship with Jesus. Hmm. Like the dude had no relationship with Jesus and he offered him that beautiful healing. And that's something as Christ followers, we get to choose to say like who we were yesterday does not have to define who we are today. It's like chicken little today is a new day. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I wrote down a quote that you say all the time um, that I just absolutely love. You say the healthiest version of you will often offend the unhealthiest version of others. Yeah. And that's just a sad reality. And I think when you lived, we talked about this in people pleasing a couple uh, episodes ago, but when you live to, for the approval of others, then it's going to rob you of the breakthrough of the baggage that you desire. Yeah. Yeah. So another way that we can deal with our baggage is we can, we can run from it and just try to avoid it. And I think um, when you do that, then you are avoiding the growth and the transformation that God longs to bring to your heart. And so the best thing that you can do for your baggage is submit it to Christ and bring it to Jesus and be honest about it and say, Hey, this is who I am and this is what I've gone through. And this is what I, this is what I struggle with. And that authenticity then frees you from the power that that baggage can have over you. And what I think is so important and how I want to like end this season is we do talk about a lot of hard things, but in the hard things, you say this passage all the time, Justin, I don't know. Is it in Lamentations where it says that he provides a way out Mm -hmm. like of, I don't really know the context of, like what is all going in that passage. Isn't it like Lamentations chapter three? Three. I don't know. I think it's even in our book, but it's this idea that it's not about working harder. It's not even working smarter. It's about acknowledging what you are carrying and then acknowledging it before God and saying, I cannot carry this anymore. Mm -hmm. And he says, give it to me. Yeah. And then not only does he take it, but we've talked about this for, I think, with every single person we've had on the podcast, that there's always another choice. Like, there's always another choice to choose. And I think when we give up our baggage, we think that that is the finish line when it's it's the starting line. Mm, it's it's so a start good. of a new life, right? Yeah. Uh, in Christ, we are a new creation, the new has, or the old is gone, so it's taken away, and the new has come. 
Yeah. And so as that newness comes, you find that through counseling, you find that through um, healthy friendships and healthy boundaries. And it's doing something different, but it's experiencing life differently in that newness because you're not carrying the weight of all that you've been carrying for so long. And for many of us, we give it away and we say, okay, God, you can have it. And then something happens and we're like, okay, give it back to me. (laughs) And I'm not sure why we take it back, but oftentimes we do. Yeah. And I just want to encourage some of you that are maybe listening to this in your car on your way to work, or maybe you're listening to this uh, as you're, you know, cleaning your house at home, Uh, whatever you might be doing right now. I want, I want you to hear this truth that um, you don't have to get your life together for God to use you. Like you don't have to completely overcome what you're going through for God to use what you're going through. Yeah. And I, I remember we, we share this story um, sometimes, but, you know, we were asked to share our testimony for the very first time in January of 2009, about three and a half years after the affair. And I said, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I think part of why we said no was, well, what would people have to learn from us? Yeah, why, w- why would they want to know our baggage? We're a mess. Yeah. And we shared it at Traders Point uh, here in Indianapolis. And what was the most, um, still one of the most pivotal moments of my ministry life was we were at that church f- till like four in the afternoon. We had to have my mom come back to the church. She drove over from Crawfordsville yeah. to get the kids because we were we were talking to so many people. And the predominant question that you and I asked each other was, why do people want to know like, what is our wrong with these advice? <laughs> like we, we are the poster children for not how to not have a marriage. Yeah. And I think for, for maybe some of you listening, you think that the choices that you made in college or the divorce that you're going through or the abuse that you experienced or the, the addiction that you have, that it's a disqualifier for God to use you. Well, I think you should go read any page of the Bible and see just how messed up every single person was that God used. Mm -hmm. And it's not that God wants you to completely be perfect and overcome your baggage. He wants you to surrender your baggage to him so that he can leverage your worst moments for his greatest glory and for your greatest purpose. And it's just living life lighter. And living life lighter doesn't mean that you don't have new baggage that comes your way. You just don't hold on to it as long. You learn how to give it away and you learn how to deal with it in a way that's healthy. Uh, and, and rather than a destructive pain, it becomes a redemptive pain. And so, you know, when you and I talk about all of these stories that we've had, you know, we've heard through the guests that we've had on our podcast for season two, they've just been so inspiring. And our prayer is not that we just get real for the sake of getting real, but our passion in this podcast, you know, in as a whole is the power of going first to help others go second. Mm -hmm. And so we really hope that season two has been encouraging to your heart to be inspired that as you hear people go first with their stories, or you hear Justin and I talk about messy, real things in life, like your voice matters, your life matters it's not just our story. It's your story too. And our hope and prayer is that you are start, that you will continue to lean in and be real about the hard things of life. And 
but also enjoy the beauty that life was meant to be on this side of heaven. And there is, we, your daughter always says we laugh, so we don't cry. But you and I have learned, if anything, like as much as we've been through, we still laugh so hard Mm -hmm. because we have seen the goodness of God in our own mistakes. We've seen a faithful God in the midst of the absolute crazy. And we've seen God just move in a way that literally only he can. And the beauty of that is it keeps you humble and it keeps you close to the heart of God. So here's how I'd like to end season two. And I don't know that we've ever done this at the end of a podcast. I would like to say a prayer for every single person that's listening. And I've wrote it out here just to kind of give you a prayer Mm -hmm. to listen to. And I want you just to kind of visualize this prayer coming through your AirPods uh, and kind of washing over you. So here's the prayer I want you to pray over your baggage. Um, I want you to pray, Jesus, I am tired of trying to overcome whatever it is you're trying to overcome on your own. I want a breakthrough from my baggage. I cannot overcome this on my own. I care about healing more than I care about pain avoidance. And so I'm surrendering this baggage to you. Take it, restore it, redeem it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Guys, thanks so much for joining us for season two. Don't forget, we'd love to have you be our guest in Indianapolis, July 7th through the 9th, 2023, for the Refinus Weekend Experience. Registration is open. You can go to refinus.org slash weekend. We'll see you next season.